Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. Joining me today is side gigger, podcaster, and sales coach, Elena Ciccatelli. Her podcast was featured in Forbes before she even launched and she rang the bell on Wall Street. Today, we're discussing how to convert cold leads into sales and raving fans, how to build your business with one client by relationship-based selling, and she's also gonna give us the lowdown on the mistakes that we're making when we ask for the sale. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Elena. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Brittany. That was a phenomenal introduction. Let me tell you guys, this chick is a sales machine. Okay, Elena, you can do this better than me. So you have to tell them about the neon sneaker. Oh, the neon sneaker. So just a little bit of context behind this. Prior to what I'm doing currently now in sales coaching, and I'm actually a, a sales manager at Lyft in the automotive sector, but we'll shelf that for the time being. But getting into the sneaker story, prior to joining Lyft in 2018, I ran and founded and bootstrapped a personal training company from zero dollars to six figures. And it was my baby. I was just so ready to get every single sale that was available to me. So I had this idea that I was going to do more marketing business B2B, so business to business. My target client was luxury apartment buildings. I wanted them to hire my company to go in and do all the personal training at the luxury buildings. It was a completely cold lead completely cold, didn't know anybody there. I had no connections. I had no references. So what I did was I went on eBay. I bought, I think it was about six like brightly colored neon sneakers. I took one of the sneakers. I put it in a box and I put it with a handwritten note and it said, and I looked up online who was the property manager and mm -hmm. if there was a, an event staff or so I would find who the contact person was as well as the address. And then I said in the handwritten note, oh, hey, and so just wanted to get my foot in the door and <laughs> let you know that I you know, solve your problem for any personal training needs that you may have. Like send me an email if you want to discuss further. Looking forward to talking with you soon. And hey, I might even send you the other shoe, right? So it was like a physical box that I'm sending. I'm sending them <laughs> one sneaker. Awesome. So I sent it out and it was amazing. That's how I landed my first like really big contracts. And the reason why that worked, like after people like stopped being confused about 
why the heck did this stranger just send me one shoe in <laughs> neon too right like my brand colors were like were neon pink okay so like a neon pink shoe and like so I'm like sending a neon pink shoe to a dude right and he's like, why? <laughs> but it was just so forgive the pun here it was so out of the box right literally literally <laughs> out of the box that's why it, it got attention it immediately cut through all of the noise because there were other personal training companies that were pitching the same deal that I was. I wasn't pitching anything about price, like, oh, I can undercut the competition in price. Like, I was just coming forward and saying, look, you're going to do business with me. You're going to get a phenomenal experience because I'm going to be creative. I'm going to be coming up with solutions that your members are really going to love. So Mm. I think at that point, they're really just, oh, wow, this lady is ready to play. Like this lady is ready for business. So I got a ton of emails. And like I said, that's how I landed the, the contract there. You know what though? You can apply that to any kind of sale that you're doing or any kind of industry that you're in because it works with that tangible product. We're in such a virtual world now, especially all the online business owners. It's powerful to get something tangible from someone. And it's almost like they're taking, even now, it's like you're taking those extra steps. It's, oh my gosh, you want to blow somebody's mind. And again, you can tie it cleverly into, it doesn't have to be a random pink sneaker, but it can be something clever that maybe relates to your industry. Okay. Because you're so good. Help us out. Say we have an online training company or we sell mortgage insurance or to homeowners or we're a travel agency. What can we do? What's something tangible we can send? Yeah, maybe if it's like a travel agency, some really fly sunglasses. Oh, you're probably going to need these on your next trip or something. You know, you don't have to go like crazy expensive Ray-Bans or anything like that. But something clever in in a way that, and, and here's how you can also find like the clever object. Look at what your brand messaging is all about. Like the shoe and the fitness company, like that kind of goes hand in hand. So what are some of the images that you maybe have that you're already putting out in your brand messaging and kind of do a play on worlds, but like maybe a travel agency, maybe sunglasses or I don't know, like a little passport holder. Okay. Or again, don't break the bank with this, but you can go after like those large shark whale clients that you were like, oh, this is such an impossible lead. But again, don't break the bank. Don't make it super expensive. Also, food might not work in this kind of situation. Perishable might be a little bit iffy. Food-related stuff probably would work better with a current client. So maybe something tangible you can have like on your desk. So maybe new homeowners, it would be something like, I know you're going to need this like Home Depot or Bed Bath and Beyond gift card. (laughs) Like when you're, (laughs) because if you're targeting people who are going to be moving in or uh, who are looking to move something like, what is that customer experiencing? What is that customer journey? Mm -hmm. And, And maybe anticipating their needs and putting a clever spin on that. Some other really uh, good places of inspiration would be to go and scroll through memes. I know this sounds really weird, Hmm. but if you have, we, we just talked about online businesses, B2B, go on Google, 
best website ever. Yes, it is. And search and search for, okay, online business B2B memes. You're going to have a whole host of things. You're going to have so many different ideas that you can take. Maybe it'll be like Steve Carell from The Office saying mm-hmm. something hilarious. And then you can even use this idea, I swear, on your Instagram captions, your copywriting, use memes because that is now, I hate to say it, that's like the mode of attention getting right now. We're all kind of like trying to, we're vying for everybody's attention. That's the thing, like, especially when you're new on the scene, you are just, you are competing for eyeballs. You are competing. Yeah. And it's getting harder because everybody's online now. So it's exactly. (laughs) So everybody's, Hey, look at this. They're doing the pointy reel video that everybody in their mom is doing. I'm already done with that. Can we just not? That's why I did that thing about schoolhouse. Anyway, that's getting off topic. So I think it has to do with, if you can look up what, What's happening in pop culture? Mm-hmm. What's happening in in the news that's maybe not political in any way, shape, or form? That's right. like not crazy outrageous. What's happening in pop culture? What's like a current event? What is something that everybody's talking about? Build off of that. And it's kind of, I think the term is called newsjacking. Like you are just like hijacking the news or the pop culture moment. Mm-hmm. And people like identify with it right away. And they're like, oh, wait, who is that person? oh wait who is that wait what and it's wait a second this person gets it I resonate with maybe their sense of humor their values what they're bringing to the table and then you can go and solve their problem oh done you just won this is why you're here this is exactly why you're here we now we are leads and we want to move into the cell and turn them into raving fans now you gave us a huge an excellent example. Can we go deeper into that? What are some of the other things that we could do to turn in, turn a cold lead into raving fans? Yeah, I think the first thing, especially if you're in an online business scenario, which probably most of your listeners are, mm-hmm. I think you got to really position yourself as the human being that can be your friend before the actual service provider or the product provider. Because when you position yourself in that way as a friend and as a resource, as a way to help educate, as a way for someone to get a quick win Mm -hmm. from you without a lot of strings attached, then you are positioning yourself in a way that's going to be more relaxed when you need to ask for the sale. Take, for example, a cold person off of the internet. They just maybe, will you just use Instagram, for example, they come across your, your profile. They're like, oh yeah, I'm kind of liking the vibe of this. I see there's like really, everything's sort of super put together. I mm-hmm. got a great, maybe a couple little tidbits of information. I like to quote, I, I got mm-hmm. what she's bringing on Instagram stories. Maybe not the real, <laughs> you know, kind of that's when they start to, again, that's why like video is, is so powerful as well, because then they can also start connecting with you on a personal level. Now that's what we want to kind of segue into. They haven't bought anything from you yet, but a good strategy to start moving people closer to the sale. And this does take a little bit of time is to do a little bit of groundwork, to do a little bit of undercover market research also, Mm -hmm. which is a super boring thing to do, but it is well worth it. And you will not be like turning your wheels like a crazy person. Like, why didn't my idea work? So getting back into some market research, what is the exact problem that you solve? How are you making it easier 
for the customer or the potential customer to actually buy that solution from you and also being empathetic to mm. what you, the customer is feeling in them experiencing a problem. And so I think, I think as you are going through the, the customer journey, right. you have to think about, all right, yes, I'm solving a problem, but am I also being a human in the process? Am I actually mm. going in and caring about maybe what's going on in their life? I'll tell you a quick story though about this. So it kind of illustrates this point. I love I, stories. <laughs> I love stories too. I love it. So I'm, I, I make it a point to go through a lot of the Instagram stories on uh, people that I follow. And I follow people for a multitude of different reasons, but one in particular that I have in my mind, I eventually want to have as a client because I love what they're doing with their business. I just, I love everything they're about. Mm -hmm. So I'm going through their stories and they had mentioned something about a particular problem. And then I immediately responded and was like, oh, have you ever thought about such and such? Or I really like X, Y, and Z. So it's acknowledging that, yes, I see you. Yes, I hear you. Mm -hmm. And put, to put on top of that, you can even say like, I am using the same language that you're using. So we are communicating in the same way. Right. So then immediately they got onto my calendar and they were like, yes, let's do this. So I think Ooh, it's, look at it's, you. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, this is how I also choose service providers too. Like I have to be really clear on, yes, can they actually solve my problem? But are they going to be good to work with? You know, especially if you're, you're in the service industry and you know, I, my, my personal training company, I was really big into what is the experience of the customer? Like, how are we doing customer retention? Like if you give that VIP treatment and you're able to say this client is not only going to get their problem solved, but they're going to love the process of right. getting their problem solved and working with this particular person. And I think that's why platforms like Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and everything else are just such powerful tools that when you use them in the right way, you can really get some great, you know, traction. And again, and you know, the same thing, yeah. great connections. And the same thing can be said really with your email list as well. But I think taking somebody from cold to closed is, it's a process. And I think if you're looking for like quick short-term wins, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be like, ah, I, maybe I should rethink my offer. Maybe I should. No, I, I think it's how are you approaching your quote unquote ideal client? And are you actually connecting with them on things that are not maybe business related though, too? Some of the best connections that I've made had nothing like we didn't even talk about business for the for like the first couple of conversations so we connected on something completely different I don't know like adorable labradoodles that I want to snuggle with every single day you know what I mean but it's like the same thing like you have that connection with somebody else and I think that you can use that in so many creative ways to move the needle on how many leads are going to eventually turn into prospects. And we could talk about automation, but that might be a whole other like rabbit hole that we go down to. But that's, I would say, taking the very basic level cold to a client. 
now you open it up. We like rabbit holes. We got to go a little bit into automation because I'm all about making yeah. it easier. <laughs> about automation because that process that I just described is very manual. That's an extremely manual process. And I would say those are some of the things that, yes, you need to be doing early on, but then also setting up systems so that you have things in place that can run automatically and then you're not pulling your hair out. So yeah, let's talk about automation. Yeah, you are able to do this all that you're doing, you're running the Side Gig Central podcast, you're a sales coach, and you have your nine to five. How are you doing this? How are you automating things? <laughs> yes, it is uh, a lot of time management skills. But I will say that a lot of the things I do for the podcast are definitely automated. Scheduling is automated. I have a, a podcast editor that takes care of that for me. And I do outsource when I can. I, I think it's not lost on me that we only have a finite number of hours each week. And we also have a finite amount of energy, which I know, Brittany, you talk about a lot too, and, and how to manage your energy. So yeah. outsourcing when I can. And the other part of it too is for the sales cart coaching piece, I have a lot of automation through my email. I've been using this again, might be getting a little bit into the weeds here. I have a program that I use. It's called Apollo. It is a, like an email automation system where you can basically set it and forget it. You can take your CRM, whatever okay. you're using for us, your management system. That's what CRM stands for. I use uh, Salesforce. You pull in that information from the, from your CRM and put it into your email sequence and I have an email sequence that kind of goes through. I've also been testing out a little bit with Dubsado in, it, in order for, you know, client contracts to go out, those to get signed, invoices to be done. So kind of two separate systems there. But what I would say is I am by no means a systems expert. I am not an online business manager. So I did go and seek advice and help on how to get those things set up. But I think it you really want to take a look at how you're automating some of the repetitive tasks that you're in your business. And when it goes to sales outreach, you should absolutely be touching your email list. I would say at least once a week, especially if you're going to have a launch coming up, you need to maybe even uh, double that up because people really need to see you delivering value, even when you don't have anything to sell. Mm. Even if you like, don't, you know, hey, maybe you have programs in the background, you still need to be showing up and delivering value and maybe not even expecting anything in return for a little bit, especially when you're first starting out. People will start, aside from having a really punchy, amazing email subject lines, people are then going to open their emails. They'll be like, oh yeah, I got something from Brittany. I'm definitely going to read it. Or, ooh, what's her new podcast episode? I'm definitely going to go listen to it. That kind of conditions the brain to be like, because we do compartmentalize in our brain, like, oh, Brittany is in the, yes, interesting, I want to hear what Brittany has to say box. And then that like <laughs> kind gotcha. of fires off yeah. some neurons in the brain. That's like, yeah. <laughs> And then when you do have an offer to position, then they're like, oh, okay, more receptive to it instead of just blasting your list only when you have something to sell. Elena, you are dropping nuggets. Honey, you are dropping that. No, you're really dropping like gold boulders. Let me tell you, just going back to like you talking about your automation, I am interested to know what our audience is doing. So this is the part of our segment where we're interactive. So 
If you are listening in real time, go to the IG stories at Total Fit Boss Chick, and we are going to have this poll question listed. Do you schedule your day or do you fly by the seat of your pants? I have to know what you're doing. It's so interesting because if you aren't scheduling out your day and have a plan, some of the things that Elena is telling you is so helpful. We also have some time blocking tips that can help you guys out. So I'm very interested to know what you guys are are thinking. So if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check out the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you can still weigh in and see what everybody else has to say. Elena, I got to hit you again. (laughs) I have to know how is it that you can connect and be so witty? Like as far as, because I've, we had this conversation before we got started, your wit, like you can't bottle up and sell wit. Like how do you, or can you, I don't know. Can you, you can sell it. I know if there, if we were selling wit, you could sell it. There you go. Oh, that's so flattering. (laughs) I I am honored. So how can we be more witty? Is there certain, is there like certain words or certain things? Because your copy, in your copy, in your emails, in your messages on social media, you're so witty. How is it that we can connect a bit more with our language? Yeah, I think it has to do with a lot of, I'm going to bring it back to uh, grammar school right here. A lot of the literary phrases, remember that mm. term, literary phrases right. that we're using <laughs> in metaphors, analogies, even things, and Brennan McGowan, I'm going to give her a shout out. She's a great copywriter that I follow. I had her on uh, my hey, podcast. Hey, <laughs> Her a shout out because she does this really well as well. But I think it, when you bring the mundane of your day and you make it something special, you not only like automatically become relatable, but then when you can bring it and tie, everything can tie back to what you're doing in the industry. It doesn't matter what you do and what your, what service you're offering. If you're using analogies and again, use the, use a Google search bar, search for memes in your industry and you will be very surprised at how you can connect some of these concepts that are already out and exist in pop culture and pull them in to what you're already doing in your industry. The other tip I would say here is uh, don't overthink it. If you get caught up in the language that you're using, take out your phone, do not, I, I don't use the correct punctuation or maybe I use too much punctuation, but I think that the message here in trying to be witty is to just be aware of your surroundings and what is what are some of the things that you know your clients are facing with and I I think the reason why I can connect the dots so well is because I've been in the shoes of what my ideal client is I've lived that experience Mm. know what that is so well so I think that's why when it comes to writing copy and being witty, that's why I'm able to pull inspiration from everyday mundane things and what's going on maybe in current events or what's happening in social media mm-hmm. and then tie it all in together. So don't don't think that you're like, ah, I don't really have a great sense of humor. If you tell a joke and it falls flat, it's not the end of the world. It happens to me all the time on conference calls. It actually just <laughs> happened to me with my boss and that was... 
not very fun. Um, I told a joke and then it was just like crickets. I'm like, with the agenda? Okay, let's talk about numbers. And then I like had to, so it's okay. It's not the end of the world if your joke falls flat, but you will get like, like anything else. It's like a muscle, like your creativity muscle. You have to exercise your creativity muscle mm. in order for you to get more output. It's not something that's just going to hit you in the forehead when you're, you sit down and you're looking at your screen and it's blank and you're like oh I gotta come up with the best caption ever <laughs> put that much pressure on yourself sometimes you have to just like call it like you see it one it's so funny you mentioned this Brittany one of my most popular posts ever was when I talked about how I think reels on Instagram reels that the TikTok ripoff right how I thought reels videos were like schoolhouse rock because I put I put the video schoolhouse rock it was like what was the not the conjunction function I can't remember the tune anyway it has the little kid and like the big word bubbles and he's like pointing at them and this is from I don't know 1980 I, I was like I was like bringing it back things never die but people like resonated with it because it's like it was from our generation it was it's something that people are seeing constantly in their feed and I was just like hey I'm calling it like I see it right now this is what (laughs) and it was like the most popular um, post that I've done in a really long time so don't underestimate your creativity don't put a lot of pressure on yourself and definitely use that meme hack I'm telling you it's gonna you're gonna come up with your best work Oh, that is excellent. That was a great tip because I don't even know where you even came up with that, but that's what I'm talking about, that kind of stuff. But okay, what else are we doing that we could do better when we're asking for the sale? Yeah, I think we need to ask better discovery questions. Now, I'm going to put my corporate hat on right now. <laughs> you should corporate see her, guys. She, she, she literally <laughs> corporate hat. Okay, so discovery questions. We need to be asking better questions up front in order for us to understand if, number one, if this is even a person that I can absolutely solve their problem and do it in a great way, and number two, if there's a potential for more business down the line. I think a lot of people neglect that. It's like, oh my gosh, the butterflies and excitement. I'm about to land another client or my first client. But don't forget about the other problems that this potential client might be facing and things that you can help solve for them down the line that may not be clear to you. So discovery questions should be like, what keeps you up at night? What are some of the things that you, if I could wave a magic wand and take care of, uh, we can say industry specific question, if I could wave a magic wand and take away this problem, what would that be? So I think we need to do a better job of discovery questions and not expecting to, to land the sale right off the bat without doing some of that groundwork first, especially if you're like in that high ticket zone, you are a coach, you are offering premium services. And I'm not talking about a, uh, a course that you got for $97. Yeah. You can absolutely do your due diligence and market the heck out of it. But I'm talking about higher premium level services. So that's where I think we need to do a better job of asking the right questions. And we also need to listen. 
need to listen more mm. because you will be surprised at the things that your potential client or the client that you already have that you're maybe ready to upsell. You'll be surprised at some of the things they might even be using your solution in a way that you don't even know. <laughs> and, and the reason why I put my corporate hat back on was because in corporate, they are so big into dang discovery questions. So big, in fact, that we have to, I know for myself and to keep our, our sales quotas in line, we have to actually submit a report every single week that talks about as entrepreneurs, we, we don't have that structure in place. A lot of times we're just like you had mentioned before, we're flying by the seat of our pants. Oh my gosh, this one person wants to buy this one thing from me. Okay, great. But are you leaving money on the table? Right. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't know. Place. Right. Right. So I think it's valuable. Yes, it seems a little bit robotic, but you might be leaving money on the table if you're not being thorough with those questions and how and how you're gathering that information and what are you using that information for? Are you using it to then solve another problem? So I, I think a lot of times we can be leaving money on the table or you're you're going to be seeing a red flag for a client that might not be a good fit for you. That's huge. That is that right there makes a huge point. You know what? You're solving problems and creating sales. Look at you. Look, <laughs> look at me go. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's so funny. I have my air conditioner off because of the noise. So I'm like sweating bullets, solving problems. <laughs> oh, it's so friggin' hot in this room right now. I'm sorry, but I was, no, you're I was good. Doing it for the sound quality. <laughs> you know what? I, I appreciate the sacrifice. Look at you. Look at You're you. Welcome. We, we appreciate it. So I'm not going to keep you in the hot box too long. No, no pun intended. But okay. All right. So I'm so excited to invite you into our mentoring moment segment. And I need to have some music for this. Like something, something like really, I don't know. I can't sing. I don't even, I can't even hum. But, but our mentoring moment yeah. segment is when... I'm going to ask you questions, just a question that is going to mentor somebody else. It's just, it may not have anything to do with your business or anything like that. It's just that so many of us in business don't have mentors and we're too afraid to ask, or we don't have the access to ask. You t- we're just asking you to impart some wisdom upon us. I got it. Okay. If you had the opportunity to post a worldwide billboard, what message would you put on that billboard? Don't give up. Oh, it's so corny and cliche, but it's don't give up. And I think the, I think what we're going through now, just collectively as global economy, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of like questioning, what do I need to be doing with my life to meet my goals? And I think the, the path is not always clear. Like I know for me, my path has been so zigzag. I thought that I was going to be in the, in the fitness industry my entire career. I really thought that. And I just, as a leap of faith, I went for this job at Lyft. I got it. And then it has completely changed the trajectory of my career, what I'm doing creatively and what I'm doing in my entrepreneurial career. I would say don't give up and really, really think about what are the things professionally that you want to have an impact on. Think of the things that are really going to make you feel like if you were, God forbid, to be removed from this earth the next day, you can look back and be like, yeah, you know what? I did some of those really cool things. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that are going to really help other people. And 
giving up is it's kind of like when you're when you're like waiting for your favorite movie or your well there's no more movie theaters now but I was just gonna (laughs) say I was gonna say like that anticipation or like you're building up something that you think it's going to be it doesn't end up panning out and then you're kind of feeling like, all right, what's next? What is, what's something that is is, is going to come from this? I can't find the silver lining. Journaling, I'm drinking my tea, I'm doing my yoga, and right. I cannot find the silver lining. <laughs> in this. I would still say don't give up. And yes, do. And I love this name of this segment, by the way, Thank Mentor you. Moment. Mentor, yes, reach out to people. There I will happily mentor you. Reach out to me on Instagram. I will happily mentor you. There are things that I wish I knew at the start of my entrepreneurial journey that I wish other people had told me. So yes, reach out to other people who have are 10 steps ahead of you or 20 steps ahead of you or on a totally different level. Because I I think there's just so much access now. There's a lot more access than there used to be. And yeah, don't give up. That is wonderful. And I love how you brought in the whole story. And guys, if you love Elena as much as I do, go over and give her some love (laughs) over at Sidegid Central Podcast. That's Side Gig Central Podcast. Elena, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brittany. This is so much fun. Yes. So please let our audience know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. They can go find me at sidegigcentral.com. You can also email me. My inbox is open. It's Elena, E-L-E-N-A, at sidegigcentral.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm obviously there a lot, actually too much. It's <laughs> at side gig underscore central. I am on Twitter, but not as active, but yeah, definitely reach out and say hello. And I would love to connect. Thanks, Brittany. This has been awesome. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.